This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got a big newsroom here at Chicago Public Media. And if you're not familiar, well, we've got all the folks from WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times here together. So every now and then, we like to give you opportunities to get to know some of our colleagues. Today, we'll introduce you to Chicago Sun-Times columnist Ismael Perez. Hey, Ismael, welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha. First time on. I'm so, so glad to have you. Um, like I mentioned, you write columns for the Sun-Times, and, and you've got this new one. It comes out every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's an advice column. So I want you to start by giving us your elevator pitch for Someone in Chicago. Someone in Chicago is a column where 20 to 40-year-olds can kind of figure out and ask questions on how to nav- navigate <laughs> navigate adulthood. Uh, and that can be like rent, friendships, motherhood, mm-hmm. marriage. It's an open-ended world out there. So, and I'm here to fill in the blanks. <laughs> so, I mean, where are you drawing inspiration from? Were you an advice column reader? <clears throat> <laughs> I was not. Yeah. But I did do my research. But um, a lot of people do do that. I'm mm-hmm. curious why you think folks turn to columns for advice. Right. Um, you know, I was like a casual reader. That would I, That's how I would describe myself before on advice columns. You know, you stumble upon things. Mm-hmm. And um, the good, what I found out, like, you know, especially as a writer and as a reader, um, the column is not about me. I think what draws people in is the person, the question, the things people are going through. Um, and I think a good example of that is my first column that launched. Um, it was this 92-year-old widow. Okay. Um, and people were questioning, like, if this column's for younger people, the new generation... Yeah, you just told us, 20 to 40-year-olds. <laughs> right. What's happening? Why are you starting with a 92-year-old? And that's me. I like to be surprising. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, this person, it was one of the first emails I got. And it was basically, I'm 92. I live in this community home um, where like a retirement home and I want a companion I I feel you know I want someone to cuddle with Mm -hmm. someone to be my boyfriend and you know I said I'm like oh she's 92 I'm 31 (laughs) what do I know about like that experience but I saw beyond the question like at at the surface it's I want a boyfriend yeah but when you read into it it's insecurities um toward the end she was like hey uh, I'm 92, and here we tend to celebrate birthdays. So people will know I'm 92, even though I feel 80, sometimes 70. Uh, you know, like, I guess in health-wise yes. and spirit. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is relatable. And that's kind of what I want the column to be. Because we think of my like our own insecurities in our 30s, 40s, on dating. Um, and, you know, I'm like, Wow. Even at 90, we're still thinking about, you know, how do I... Everybody wants love, Mm -hmm. Ismael. Everybody wants a little love. So I know you said it's not about you, but Mm -hmm. today I'm going to give you a chance (laughs) to pull back the curtain and tell us about you. I'm curious about your path to becoming a columnist and and what made you want to write an advice column specifically. So growing up, um, you know, now... Right now, I'm out there putting my words and opinions to the whole Chicago area, (laughs) but... Younger, when I was younger, I was a really, like, lonely kid. Um, So I grew up not speaking English when I was younger. So at school, I was, you know, sitting alone. (laughs) And even at home, uh, I grew up in this Catholic Mexican household, very strict. So I was gay, but not not to be allowed to be 
gay or even happy, pun intended, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, you would see me at school alone in the playground um, at the wall. <laughs> and at, even at social parties with my family, I was just at the table. And, um, you know, my cousins, uh, they're like, well, we went through all like our family albums and you're always like alone. Mm. And um, wow, so I it's guess documented. Yeah. So like, I guess with that moment, I really grew up to be this pensive kid. Um like really sit with my thoughts and I feel like that's a great strength to who I am now as you maybe you can describe to your uh yes. listener. <laughs> I, this is where I, you know Ismail I, I ran into you in the in the the newsroom earlier today and I said oh I wish this is the one moment I wish reset was on television because <laughs> of this outfit that you're yeah. wearing today right so I'm wearing green very puffy with my pearls and, uh, you know, this is something I wasn't allowed to express when I was younger. And yes. now I'm like really loud about it. Yeah. Just, you know, sometimes I feel handsome. Sometimes I want to feel beautiful. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. So I got to ask you this question because mm-hmm. there's somebody listening to us right now. Uh, they just heard that beautiful story, but they're thinking still, well, why you? What makes mm-hmm. you qualified to give out advice? And more importantly, why should readers trust you? Again, what I want to achieve with this column is people seeing themselves in each other. Um, and in the past, before I was with the title of advice columnist, I wrote columns um, about addiction, um, sexuality, abuse. And um, I really, it wasn't, um, you know, it was a chance to me f- to get vulnerable for people, but also for yeah. people to like see themselves in my situations. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's how this job came about. Where like, hey, you're pretty good at, you know, making people see themselves in each other. Uh, so how about like you get the voices of Chicago and make them see themselves? I love that in the city. So let's talk about your latest column, mm-hmm. right? So we, we we heard about your your 92 year old <laughs> advice, which was awesome for the first edition. Now this one, you're talking about plus ones, right? Plus ones, how to approach that sometimes very tricky subject of Mm -hmm. bringing along a significant other when they weren't exactly explicitly invited to come with you. Mm -hmm. So you gave this range of of really good advice for the reader. But how do you typically handle that situation in real life when that happens to you? You're invited somewhere. Are you bringing someone? I do ask. Just because, again, I'm I'm nervous to ruin the mood. <laughs> so I am cautious about what am what is my presence going to, how is it going to affect the atmosphere? So I want to be prepared. But in the column, I say, hey, I always ask. But when it happens that I'm the one hosting, um, I just roll with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you give a, a number of things in your advice to consider, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you talk about just the, the size of the gathering, right? Right. Those, those intimate dinner parties where someone is really spending days and weeks to plan this thing mm-hmm. and budgeting. You just bringing that one extra guest could just throw things off. Right. And, you know, I guess... I guess my process for this column, it was asking different sorts of people. Uh, you know, first off, my best friends and boyfriends, girlfriends, what do you do? And everyone was like, uh, you know, no one had a right answer. It was like, it depends on everything. Mm. And uh, I think I was like at a dinner two weeks ago and I was sitting this next to the stranger and I'm like, I'm working on this story. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Ugh. um, my girlfriend like had this boyfriend who we all hated and we would never want him around. And I'm like, oh, see, if 
I'm glad I asked that. That's good intel. Before it was just like, what kind of party is it? And then now emotions were in the mix. And that was like a real party pooper that I almost miss if I hadn't asked someone in Chicago. I love that. So, so is that your typical research process then? You, you, you go around and you ask others, you try to sort of... You know, uh, ask the room. <laughs> For sure. What would you do? What would you do? For sure. That's like one process. I think it depends. Um, like with the Nighty Told Widow, I I was, that was less of a debate and more of a, hmm, what would I do? What does, what would this generation do? So that, that one I did keep to myself. Like, I really like went into it, like in my own process. Yeah. This one with the plus one was more of a debate. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like the different types of advice that are going to come out in the column. And we hear some of it now today, but you inject humor too mm-hmm. in, in the, your column <laughs> where we're appropriate, of course. Right? right. Is that intentional or is that just Ismail? <laughs> it's inter- at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Right. Um, I again, I'm always scared. Like when you're going to tell a joke, like you have like your close friends where they know your humor. But now I'm talking to the whole Chicago area. (laughs) (laughs) And I I did test the waters with the last one. Um, I, I, for people who didn't read it, I ended with the, the, the case of the unliked partner. And I said, don't bring them around because you don't want to ruin someone's like vibe. And if you're married to them, if you're married to them, I'm sorry. I feel sorry sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. And, um, you know, like I think this weekend, like someone immediately on Sunday when it published, I was, they like messaged me like, I'm still giggling at your very last line. And I'm like, great. (laughs) That was the goal. So do you plan on addressing um, controversial or sensitive topics? I do. Um, How will you handle those? I think it, the question is how will the readers, the people who reach out to me, will handle that? Um, again, I've written like uh, sensitive topics before, and uh, the thing is, take your time. When you've made peace with it, um, and you're ready to talk to talk to anyone about it, go ahead and you know let it out. Yeah. Um, and with that, again, you know, for people who are wondering again about my process, I'll sit with it, and I again. People just want to be heard sometimes. And I'm here to, like, sit with your question and really think about it. Because, you know, sometimes we don't have things. We don't want to sit down and think about, like, stressful things. Oh, no. I'll do that for you. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this storied history of advice columns Mm -hmm. at the Sun-Times. So, uh, you know, you're following (laughs) a lot of folks, right? Uh, I want to know your goals for someone in Chicago and, and how you... You think you might measure whether this column is successful at the end of the day? Yes. Yeah, so I think the biggest name is Ann Landers. And that was, I think, ranged from, I mean, the the last one, uh, Epi, I think was the last one. Okay. And she had a reign, like, I, I'm estimating here, <laughs> from like the late 50s, early 60s to the late 90s, uh, for sure. That was like her stronger decades, right? And that generation really had a lot of luck of leading towards someone and you know i think something that we should mention is it's anonymous um so that's like a big strength on advice columns that you can speak anonymously but um be heard um and that's kind of my goal getting like this shoulder to lean on for people um and you know again whether you cry laugh um, yeah. I'm satisfied. <laughs> and, and you're receiving feedback so mm-hmm. far, it sounds like. Yes. Someone told you that they loved your last line of the, the most recent column. What else are you hearing? So I heard back from the friends of the Night of Tear the Widow. Uh, they said that they took the newspaper to breakfast. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? And were like, you know, cheering her on. Um, and she was being a good sport about it. Uh, so that was like a big, you know, 
a big achievement, like coming from my very, very first one that the person I wrote about, you know, loved it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So while you're here, um, uh, you know, I've got to put you on the spot. You smile. So the reset team this morning, we were talking about um, uh, we discovered that a lot of people when we had dating discussions, a lot of people want to avoid certain topics mm-hmm. when it comes to a first date. But others, they just want to get straight to the point so that they can spot the red flags right. and get out of there. <laughs> what are your thoughts in general about first date conversations? And and do you think it's different generationally? I know you're focused now on the 20s to 40s, but like, I mean, even within that bracket, that's mm-hmm. there's still some different life experiences there, yeah. right? No, I mean, go what ahead. What would you say? I think red flags have been around since the beginning of time, you know? <laughs> but... I feel like for our very first And just being date, ignored from the beginning of time. Right. <laughs> for our mental health. Yeah. For, at least for the very first one. Um, I think for the first date, I would want to avoid, like, tell me about your past failed relationships, you know? Why are you going to start with negativity on the very first impression? I feel like, you know, in, there's ways to pick up on red flags without being like, hey, can you <laughs> spell this out for me? <laughs> Yeah. Well, before I let you go, give us a sneak preview of what's to come. Mm. So for the far future, I have uh, this new mom who said, hey, my friend has been reaching out and I'm too busy with my new baby. And she stopped reaching out and asked me to hang out with her. Like, what do I do? Uh, So that's one that's more like, you know, it's again, it's new mom life. Mm -hmm. And this Sunday, I'm really excited. I've been working on it. Um, I write about a ghost. So the headline is someone in Chicago thinks they captured paranormal activity. Ooh. And right in I time will, for Halloween. Right. So <laughs> I'm going in as a skeptic, but want to believe. I want to believe why we make sense of things that are unnatural Ooh. in our lives. You'll have to tune in on Sunday. mm -hmm. We'll leave it there. That's Ismael Perez, columnist and engagement specialist for the Chicago Sun-Times. You can send questions to someoneinchicago at suntimes.com. Thank you so much, Ismael. Thanks so much.